God knows what lies ahead of you. Like he's foreseeing to know what's coming up before you can see it. So I got to be able to trust that he's able to see further than I'm able to see. So sometimes, like in life, we can't allow the position that we are in in life to make us feel a, a type of way to where we feel like we're behind or we're missing out on something because it's not happening in the time frame that we think it ought to happen in. Because could it, could it be possible that God knows what's ahead and so sometimes he prevents those things from tripping you up or trapping you that you can't see? Because if, if, we, if we all could run ahead uh, to certain places, we find ourselves in some messes because we'd be trying to do it on our own and we wouldn't let God pave the way that he's already paved and, and lead us and direct us down that path. So my life, say my life, my life. must be directed. By eternity. So my life can't be directed by time. It must be directed by eternity. I have to understand that eternity is now, because we talked about time, right? Time, you know, it's a figment of the imagination. It's something man-made. And so I can't let something that's man-made tell me something about something that's uh, God-made. And so eternity is God-made. And so if eternity is God made, I can't let time tell me that, you know, I'm running out of it because it, ain't, it don't exist. Because with God, he's infinitum. He's eternal. And so there's no, uh, there's no time frame that I could be on or a time schedule that I could be on that's ahead of him. As long as I'm in the place that he wants me, I'm in a perfect position. Sometimes it might not be what I wanted to be at that time, but if it's the place where he wants me at that time, that's the perfect position for me to be in. And so I can't think that just because somebody else is here or somebody else is there, that they're ahead of me or I'm behind, I got to know that I'm right smack dab in the middle of God's will. Yes, sir. And so I can't let what goes around, uh, what goes on around me uh, put pressure on me or frustrate me to think that I got to start doing something outside of his will. Yes, All right. And so uh, don't be upset or disturbed by facts. Because we know that truth overrules facts. And what truth does is truth exposes facts. They expose facts for the, the true nature that they are and they are lie. And so now the, the walls of lies are the walls of facts that are up in your life right now. We go tear those walls down tonight. Because if a wall is built um, on lies and it's not built on the truth, then that wall can't withstand the truth that lives on the inside of me. And so now I got to walk in the truth in order to tear down those facts. And so I can't, I can't buy into the, uh, the idea that facts have any kind of power over me. And so just because I might have had something happen in my life, it might be a fact that it happened, I can't let that fact dictate to me or, or, or make me function a certain type of way and think that I got to start rushing to do something because I messed up here or because my cousin, they doing this, and I think that I, I, I got to be compared to them because my mama compared me to them my whole young childhood. And so now I think because they got something and I don't have it, then I got to be doing something to make myself equal or greater than them when what they have is nothing compared to what you possess. But you got to know what you possess. Like, you got to know that that, that God is your father and that you have everything that you'll ever need in life. So you can't let anything make you think anything different than that. 
And so don't make me get from behind this table if I got to get from behind this table to wake y'all up tonight. I see too much yawning and too much head. Bob. Don't make me flip a table like Jesus. I flip and I break these pretty dishes because I, I, you got to be able to get what it is that I'm giving you tonight. I'll take the tacos away. I'll send you home hungry. Because it ain't about the tacos. It's about this word of God. And so I got to understand that where I am in life is exactly where God wants me. Even though things might arise and I might think that because um, we go talk about Abram uh, a little bit in a little bit. Because Abram, uh, don't find yourself in a position to where you're trying to replace an Isaac for Ishmael. Because God will have things set up uh, and designed for you, promises that he's made for you that are set in stone. They set in place. But because they don't arrive at the time that you think they ought to arrive, you want to move ahead and you want to you want to produce something that's separate from what he's already promised. So I got to be assured in what he's promised. And so just because uh, facts, they might look contrary to the truth about what he promised. I can't let those facts make me think that the truth ain't the truth. I can't let those facts make me uh, believe them that whatever it is that God has spoken to me, because God speaks to us always. There ain't a day that goes by that he don't speak to you. If there's a day that goes by where you think God ain't spoke to you, it's a day that went by that you didn't listen. Because he's always speaking. And so now I know that the promises of God are yea and amen. Yes, so be it. So if he said it, yep, yeah, it is. And so it'll be. And so I have to understand that if he said it, like that's a wrap. And so I can't allow the climate of society to put pressures on me to make me think that I got to move ahead of him. As long as I'm in his time, then I'm unlimited. But the minute that I'm restricted by time, I think I got to do something on a timetable then I limit the power of God in my life. Because time, because God is unlimited, right? Time is very limited. Because you know on your way here tonight, time was limited. You had to hurry up and get some stuff together before you was able to get here because you only had a certain amount of time to do that thing. And so if we look at our lives, our lives sometimes feel that way. Like we feel like Things are rushing and I got to, we, we, we so fast paced. Like we living in this age where everything is quick, 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 quick. So now if it don't happen quick, 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 we think that we got to go out and make something happen to help God help us. All my, all my position is, my position is now, is, and I am. As long as I stay in those three, can't no time push me into doing something uh, against his will. So if it's his will for it to be done, you better believe everything that you got in the bank that is going to be done. So I can't let time, because time, what it'll do is time or time will tell you that you're too old. Time will tell you that you're too old for that to happen. They got some people in here now, they're a certain age, and yeah, they, they sow seeds, and yeah, uh, they participate in God's uh, uh, opportunity of seed time and harvest, but they don't truly believe that they can be prosperous because they think they're too old for it to happen. They think they didn't live too long. They think that they're not going to see it in their lifetime. And so you could, you, you, could, you, could, you could fake all you want, but time 
or, 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 or talk to you and convince you that the thing that you are actually operating in isn't something that you're actually going to be able to eat from. Because if I, if, I, if I think that seed time and harvest work, but I think that, you know, I, all I know is, is I'd have been working these jobs all my life, and all these jobs is all I know. And so now you're telling me that if I sow seeds, I'm going to be prosperous. God is going to supply the harvest. He's going to supply the increase. He's going to make me prosperous. I don't believe that because I don't believe that I'm going to be living that much longer. I think that I only got a certain number of years left to live. And so now I don't cooperate. I don't agree with what he said because I think that I'm too old because time has told me something different than what he said. Because If I believe seed time and harvest is his promise, then it don't matter because age don't exist in eternity. So if it don't exist in eternity, if you're supposed to be living in eternity now, why are you letting age talk to you right now? Telling you, oh, it's too late for you to do that. It didn't got too late for you. You didn't got, you didn't got a little bit. You got past. You didn't got past your prime, or you didn't got past the time allotted for you to be able to do those certain things in life. So now you got to go do something else because you didn't run out of time. Wow. It's too late for that. Now you got to you got you got to push ahead. Wow. You got you got to go do some stuff that not necessarily is what you believe in, but because people tell you that that's what you got to do. Now you go buy into that because you think that you run out of time, and so now you taking their advice or their opinion and you denying the truth. Because God's word is the truth. And so anybody, anybody's speech that don't align with his word, I'm not receiving nothing that they got to say. There are, certain, there are certain things that you got to turn a deaf, a deaf ear to. Like if you don't agree with God, I ain't got time to be listening to what you're talking about. I don't care what you're talking about. Because the only thing that matters in my life is what God said. And so tonight you're not going to be held hostage no longer. Time is not going to hold you hostage and keep you bound or restricted or at a level that you think that you got to be on that level for the rest of your life. I said tonight. Man, I'll sit up here and I'll preach for two hours. I'll let that taco meat get cold. Because if y'all go spit back at me when I'm giving out to you, I'll eat the tacos myself. Because this has to get down in your soul. Your soul has to be able to receive. It has to be convinced that the truth is the only thing that matters in my life. And so just because my life look a certain way don't mean that that's the end all be all. His word, his promise is still true. That thing is still coming to pass. And so now my position is now. Even though I might not see it at the present moment, my position is still now. I'm not changing the way that I feel or I look at it or I see it. I'm still, because now we go to Hebrews, right? Hebrews 12, 2. Look at under Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured. Now, let's go to Hebrews 6. Let's go to Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, verse 15. Well, let's go to Genesis first. Let's go to Genesis 12. Because God is trying to get us something that is going to change the whole scope of the Christian life. Like we we are set to be an example to the whole uh, world about how God set this whole thing up. I said we are. As a people, as a body, we are set up to do this thing. And so so now I got to be able to receive what it is that God got. 
I got to be in a position to where the exact word that he has for my life, I don't think that the time has run out on that thing. Time, like if God, if God promised something, no matter how long it takes or how long you have to endure, the bottom line is that that promise is going to come to pass. Point blank, period, it's going to come to pass. And so I have to stay in the position of now. And so now I need some, I need some people to come sit up here at these tables. I just need three people to come sit at these tables. All right, I got my three. Let's turn to Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I, this ain't got nothing to do with you doing it on your own. This got everything to do with you agreeing with me. You agreeing with my word. You, you, you believing and trusting in my promise. And so all I need you to do is agree and cooperate with me. And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. And thou shalt be a blessing. So here we say God is telling Abram that he's going to make his name great. And so if you're sitting there uh, as Abram, you're thinking that God is going to make Abram great. Because that's the name that I possess right now. And so the name that I possess and the character that I possess, I think that God is going to do it that way. And so in God's promises, you can never get locked in to what you think, uh, how, how you think it's going to come out. Because the minute that you, you, you put your thoughts on how you, how you think it's going to come out is the minute that you... Uh, you, you mess up the whole situation yes, because you fix your mind for one set pattern of way for it to happen. And so now if that pattern don't happen the way that you're looking for it to happen, you think that God lied or you think that somehow I messed up somewhere to where I can't have I've aborted the promise that God has spoken to me. But now I can't so I, I can't get locked into what I think his promise is going to look like. I got to take him at his word. The very thing that he spoke, I got to believe that what he spoke is the thing that's going to come to pass. Because now if we get, if we get, we talking about Isaac and Ishmael, right? If you start there, if you start seeing that I and that S, you go think that it's the thing that God promised you. But if you making that thing up yourself, it's going to be something totally different than what he promised. And so now when we look at life, a lot of things, it'll start looking like what we think that it ought to look like. Because if you, all right. Let me break it. We're talking about Isaac and Ishmael, right? I-S-A-A-C-I-S-H-M-A-E-L. So a lot of times in life, we'll see things start forming into that I-S. And we'll start trying to fill in the rest ourselves. We'll start trying to spell out the rest ourselves in our life, and we'll try to fill it, and we think, oh, this got to be what he was talking about. So now we didn't put our hand in it, and we didn't messed up what he's promised. So now I can't think that what I believe how it's going to happen is going to happen that way. I got to trust God no matter what. And so now verse three, and I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. 
So, so my waiters, go ahead and start serving uh, the brethren behind me. And so he said, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And so now that's a done deal. That's a promise from God. And so now what is my position to receive that promise? To always stay in a position of now. Not because a lot of like because waiting can be deceptive. Like it could be tricky. Like we could look at waiting. Uh, you know, we got the scripture to say they that wait upon the Lord. Shall renew their strength. Mount up with wings as eagles. Right. And so we put ourselves in a position to where we wait. But when we look at the scripture, we got to know what we're talking about. Like we got to know what words mean. So now because we can't adopt the the mindset that this society has put on words. We got to go to the true meaning of those words that God intended when he spoke them. And so now when I think about waiting, waiting does not mean to sit by idly and to just because uh, a lot of times in Christian, like in Christendom, like we, we get in a position to where we be ready to wait in lines. Like we, we like we wait in line for our blessing. Like we waiting in line for the promise to be fulfilled and we just wait in line. And so we say, uh, you know, I'm in line. And so I know it's going to come. And so I'm just waiting till till it's my turn. And so we don't we don't have any expectation for it to happen now. We just sitting there waiting for it to happen someday. And so we feel like we got all these people ahead of us that's going to get their promise fulfilled first. And so we just wait because, oh, yeah, yeah, they got it. My neighbor got it. So it got to be my neighborhood. But it's somewhere I ain't really waiting. I'm just waiting. I'm just chilling. I I ain't tripping. And so now we get in a position to where we waiting. But when God talk about waiting, this definition of waiting means to, to bind together. And so now, when I think about God's promises and I think about waiting, I'm thinking about binding myself together with what he said. To where nothing can separate me from what he said. No matter what goes on in life, I'm not separated from what he said. And so now I can't be in a position to where, you know, I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting. You know, I'm just sitting here and I'm getting anxious. And now, you know, I've been sitting here for a while because I've been sitting at this table for a while. And these people here, they just got here. But, you know, people, they didn't brought them something to eat before they didn't brought me something to eat. And so now sometimes in life we get anxious because we like, you know, ain't nobody come check on me and see what I want. And so, you know, when, when somebody go come ask me about, you know, what I want to eat, you know, I, I got here way before them. And so we get to a place and we think we got there before somebody, but now those people are manifesting or they, they, they are fulfilling things. And God, we're trying to figure out, like, you know, why I ain't got what I need. So now I'm looking back over my shoulder trying to see what they got because I feel like they got what's mine. And so now I can't get in a position to where I'm sitting here and I'm waiting and now all of a sudden, all of a sudden I get anxious. And so now I want to go in the kitchen and start making my own food because you're going you're gonna to mess it up. You're going to mess it up. That's what, that's what Abram did. Abraham, he messed it up because time kept going on because now God say, in you, I'm going to make all the nations of the earth blessed. And so now if you think that now, because now you limit God. Now you think that it got to come through your loins. When God could still make all the nations of the earth blessed through you and it ain't got nothing to do with nothing that come from you. But now, if I think that it got to come this way, then I limit God to doing it that way. And so now, even if God agreed to do it that way, I still got to let him do it that way and not try to go ahead of him. So now, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of old 
because now I'm on time and not eternity. And so I've been waiting for a while, you know, it don't seem like, you know, I'm going to ever find me a man. <laughs> don't seem like I'm going to ever find nobody to love me. I might be single all my life. Because, you know, I didn't got, you know, it's, I'm 35 now, I'm 35 and ticking. You know, that, that clock ticking, my biological clock ticking. And so I got to hurry up, you know, because I got to have these kids so, you know, they won't be deformed or nothing to be wrong with them. I got to go ahead and I got to have them. And so now this pressure gets on me. And so now, instead of the perfect situation, the perfect man or the perfect woman got for you, you go and you go settle for a Negro that don't mean you no good. But because it's something that you wanted so bad, you went ahead of what God wanted to do, and now you got to settle for what you get. Like Jesus, he settled everything. If Jesus already settled it, then I got to settle in my mind about that settling. Like in my mind, I got to be fixed on that he has already done this thing. So everything that belongs to me is already done. That got to be settled in my mind. Like I got to fix my mind to know and believe that Jesus has already settled everything. Because now if I don't agree with the settling that he did, I'm going to be settling for things in my life. Because I'm going to think that I have to go outside of the will of God to make this thing happen in my life. Because, yeah, God spoke this thing to me, but I must have something to do with it. He only must spoke to me for me to go out here and to figure it out on my own how to make this thing happen. And so we find, like, you can look at your life and you can find your situa- yourself in situations where you moved ahead of God. And so anybody that, that didn't move ahead of God, and that, that's, that's most likely everybody in the room, know that it don't turn out nice. Like, a lot of times people find themselves in hardships or difficult situations is because they moved outside of their purpose. Like, God has purposed you to be right here, right now, but that don't mean that just because you're right here, right now, and other stuff going on around you, that you're not in your purpose. But if you think that your purpose look a certain way, then you go try to bring things to your purpose to make your purpose fulfilled. When your purpose is already fulfilled in him, but all you got to do is just be. All Abraham had to do was just be. Continue, because I know, because we like, like, you know, he the father of faith, right? Like, he the father of faith, but yet, you know, in his uh, faith in fathering, he still didn't trust the promise that God had for him. He thought that, you know, I'm an old man, my wife an old woman, you know, time running out. We got to do something about this, because if God promises to me, then I got to I got to make sure that it's fulfilled in my lifetime. But he ain't, God ain't say nothing about you fulfilling. It. He said about him fulfilling it. He said that he was going to do it. But a, a lot of times we get in a position to where we, we get so anxious to where we just start moving. And so turn me to Luke right quick. Well, we turn to Hebrews. Turn to Hebrews. Hebrews six. i read this real quick. Hebrews 6, 15. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. So let's go, let's go to Luke. 
Luke 21. Because I want to ask you a question. Let's go to verse 12. But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and in the prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. So just because things ain't like you think they ought to be right now, everything that you've gone through is going to turn to you for a testimony. And so now I got to go directly to verse, th- to verse 14. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts. You got to know that where you at in life and what you've been through is going to turn out for a testimony. So you can't, you can't allow those things to, to belittle you or to make you think less than you already are. Because my position is I am. So if he promised it, I am. If he said it, I am. When, when is it going to be time for me to be loved by God? Now. You are already loved by God. You don't, like, you don't have to uh, put your, like, your only position is to be now. So you don't have to go try to do this or do this to make God love you. He simply loves you. Like, his love is already permeating through you. And so now, my whole being, my trust got to be in that love. And so now, hope making out of shame, the love of God shed abroad in your heart, in your soul. It got to be settled in your soul. Your whole life, the promises of God got to be settled in your soul. If they're not settled in your soul, you're going to uh, you try to manufacture a promise. And your manufactured promise is not the same as God manifested promise. A manufacturing and a, and, and a manifesting is a totally different thing. Because one is man-made, one is God-made. Manifestation is God-made, manufacturing is your made. Your made ain't the same as God-made. The only time your made is as good as God made is when your made is in, in cooperation and agreement with God made. And so now, verse 14, sell it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. Because sometimes they got people and, you know, they'll be back there. Uh, y'all can go ahead and eat. They'll be back there. They'll be talking about, you ain't got your food yet? I got here after you, and I done got my food. Why, they, why you ain't got your food yet? And so now you already got fixing your mind what you about to tell them. <laughs> but now, sell it therefore in your hearts, not to meditate before what you shall answer. The words that you was about to say, holos, I'm going to give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. This is Jesus talking because Jesus, like he operated in this. And so he knew that people are going to talk about you because of the position that you're in. And so now you say, yeah, I'm a child of God. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, I'm a believer. Well, why you ain't got this, girl? Why, why, man, why, man, why, y'all, why your marriage struggling like this? Why this going on like this? Why all this stuff happening? And so people say, man, I don't believe what you be talking about because you look like your life is terrible. You look like your life is tough. Like, you, you, you was living here before I did. Now, I didn't came up and passed you up. And so now, you got all these people talking to you. And so now, you start feeling some type of way. If it's not settled in your heart. God's promise got to be settled in your heart. And so now, 
Verse 16, and ye shall be betrayed by both parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends, and some of you, and some of you shall they cause to be put to death. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But there shall not an hair of your head perish. Verse 18, shall not perish. That's eternal. Let's go to John 3.16. Y'all sound like y'all forgot your Bible tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Have eternal life. But there shall not have your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. So no matter what's going on, I got to possess my soul. What? I got a question for you. What is the time span of patience? How long is patience? How long, how, how, long, how long does it take for you to feel like you've been patient? Like, how long does patience last? What's the time span of patience? What do you think about being patient? Patiently waiting. Patience is unlimited. Ain't no telling how long the time of patience is. But no matter how long patience is, my position is still now. Because I'm sitting at this table, and even though my food ain't arrived yet, I'm not saying, you know what, I'm going to get up from here and I'm going to go somewhere else because I ain't got time to be waiting on this. I didn't wait five minutes, and so I didn't wait it too long. We get in life and we feel like we didn't wait it too long. We didn't sat in that spot and waited too long, and so now we go and we fall right into a trap and trying to do stuff ahead of what God designed. And so now, if I move my position from always expecting now, even when I get up, it don't matter if they come in to bring my food. If I'm not in the position of now, I'm going to be somewhere separate from where they at. Right. And so now if God delivering the actual promise that he promised to me, but I'm not in a position where I need to be to receive that promise, now I feel some type of way about him because now I feel like he didn't do what he said he was going to do. But he did exactly what he said he was going to do, but you just weren't in a position to receive what he did. So now I got to stay in a position to be able to receive what he did. No matter what nobody else is doing around me. So now patiently, it don't mean that I'm just sitting here and I'm just saying, you know, man, I can't believe, you know, I done sat up there all that time and I've been sitting up there waiting. I was there first. Wasn't nobody else even up there when I was up there. I should have got my food first. And so now you go talking to people about how you feeling. And so now you get all your feelings into it. And so now... Your mouth getting away, and so now you start talking, and you start canceling the thing. Because now, once you start talking, you feel like you got to back up what you've been talking about. Uh-uh, I ain't going to let nobody just hang any kind of way. I ain't going to be sitting up here. And so now you just said that, and so now you feel like, you know, I really should wait a little bit longer on I, I, I can sense that God's about to deliver what he said, but I didn't tell all these people that I ain't about it, so now I got to prove to them because now my mouth then went ahead of what he said. So your mouth will get you in trouble. Because if I know anything about our kind, we run our mouths. 
and we very proud about the things that come out of them. We go, we go stand by that. We don't care if we as wrong as eight left shoes. I don't, like, you can have all the documentation to show that I'm wrong. Nope. I said what I said, and I meant what I said. It don't matter what you say about what I said, I said what I said. Somebody stop that for me. But I got to be in a position of now. Because now when I think that God ain't coming through because I didn't got tired of waiting, because I think that time is not on my side, I think that time is against me, then I remove myself from my set place. Because if he got it for you, then there's a place that he wants you to be to receive it. Because Abraham, they had to move. Because what I promise you is true, but even what you got now is too much for you to be in this space. Because what I promise you is bigger than where you at. So now he said, I'll lead you to a place that I'll show you. Not where you think that I'm going to be shown up at. You got to be where I'm going to show you. Not where I think I need to sit at this table today because I think God might be over here. I'm going to sit next to Suge. And so God is going to meet me here. But if my set place is there, it don't, I could be here and I could be talking. We could have a good conversation. We could be laughing. Good time. But if I'm not where God has shown me to be, then I'm not going to receive what he got for me. And so now I'm sitting here and then all of them start getting their food. And I'm still sitting here like, God, dog, like, I thought it was going to be here. I thought that being around these people, you know, was going to give me what I needed. I thought, you know, they was going to put me on. Because, you know, in life, sometimes when we feel like we ain't then blowed up at the, at the spider light that we think we should have, we start trying to, uh, we start trying to uh, ride the coattails of somebody else so we can get what they got. And so now if I can get just a little bit of what they got, then hopefully that'll give me a little buzz so I can create what I, what I want. But if that ain't what God has set you or God ain't connect you, because Lot was right there, primed and ready to have everything that God promised Abraham. But he went on ahead and he went his way and separated. You got to know where God has set you. No matter what nobody else say, I ain't going nowhere. Because God set me here. The promises that's going to be fulfilled in my life, they're going to produce right here. So a lot of times we think that no matter where we go, the promises going to show up right there. If where we go ain't where God is, you can be there as long as you want to. You can pray, you can cry, you can snot, you can sneeze, all of that. But if I'm not in the place where he spoke to me, I'm not going to be able to receive what he got for me. And so now I look at the day of the evening, and so now I can be looking around like, bruh, where my food at? Where mine at? Where my, where, where my money at? How, how, everybody, how everybody else blessed and I ain't blessed yet? How, how come, how come I'm, I'm, I'm doing the same thing everybody else doing, but I ain't where I think I ought to be right now? 
So now my position, I don't move my position. My position is still now. Even though I'm waiting, I'm waiting now. When am I expecting the promise to be fulfilled? Now. Because in my, in my mind, I can't settle for later. I can't settle for waiting. Because what waiting will do, what, what later will do, is it'll push you so far back to where your expectations can't even attract the manifestation of God. Because you ain't even thinking about it. You're just kind of, you kind of comfortable. You're kind of just content where you're at because you think that that's the only place that you could be at. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to pull you out tonight. I'm coming to pull you out of the rut, out of the dust, out of the stagnation that you've been in your life. And to free you from thinking that you got to compare yourself to anybody else. I don't care who they is, what they got. I'm good being me. I'm good. I'm cool. Like, I wish my hair was this long, but it ain't. So I'm not going to trip and be like, man, she got her hair longer than mine. I'm cool being me. It might be cool to have some orange, reddish, brownish hair like Zeke. But I'm cool being me. I'm not going to let what nobody else got going on pressurize me to think that I got to start doing some stuff to look a certain way or to be a certain way. Like, God created you to be you. So you got to be comfortable being you. Like, if you can't be in a room with nobody, you got to be able to be in a room with you. If nobody else ever came on stage with me, I was going to be cool sitting there by myself because I, it, don't, it don't care who come around. If I got to sit here in this place for God to, 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 to manifest his promise right here, then I'll sit here. Don't nobody else got to come. Crystal, you ain't got to be here. You ain't got to sit at my table. I'm at my table. Queen, you ain't got to be at my table. You at your table. So don't matter who else at your table right now, you there. So because you there, you go eat. Don't matter who else ain't there. I don't care if they had 95 people at your table. I know who is go eat. I share with y'all, but I know I'm going to eat, though. And that's what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be giving of what I got. But if I ain't got nothing, I can't give nothing. So I got to be good being me. And so now I got to be able to be in my set place. And so if this is my place to be, because now we get to the point, too, to where we stop... Uh, just kind of thinking that, you know, we got to just kind of, you know, wait and just, you know, just sit idly by, you know, we just twiddle our fingers and, you know, just do nothing and wait for this uh, package to drop out of the sky and just land on us. And so now I say, uh-uh. God, I'm ready to eat.
this is what we be doing. Because this is how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to work like this. You're supposed to put a demand on what's rightfully yours. Like, this was already mine. But just because I'm waiting on it don't mean that I'm going to just sit here and just twiddle my thumbs and just wait for it to happen. No, I'm going to put a demand on what's rightfully mine. He promised it, and so it's already mine. It's already, so now, you know what, God? I'm about, I'm, about, I'm about ready for that. And so my position don't change. I'm ready for it now. If there's some more uh, toppings that he won't put on it, then I can't be thinking that just because I don't see it yet mean that it ain't going to happen. I got to be trusting that the thing that he said is going to come to pass in my life. Because I'm like this salad right here, this is a, this a, this a, this a spinach and uh, onion salad. But maybe he won't put some cranberries on them. Maybe he won't put some cucumbers. Maybe he won't put some tomatoes. You got to let him dress it the way that he want to dress it. Because the way that you won't dress it might not be the whole shebang. It might not be feeling the way that he want to feel you. And so now you go get an Ishmael when he got an Isaac for you. And no, you settle for a plate this big when he got a plate this big for you. So find yourself tonight. Don't let the pressures of others make you think that you're being left out or you're being left behind. The only thing that matters is being in agreement with God's time, with his timing, being in agreement with his position. And so now my position is now. And so I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat what God has promised me now. Because if he promised it, then that means I don't think God needs uh, help fulfilling his promise separate from him. All you got to do is agree with what he said, and you'll be able to eat the good of the land. Point blank, period. But I got to be good being me, not thinking that I got to rush to do something, not thinking that time is running out on me, or not, not comparing myself to other people. I got to be Consistent, persistent, and now. Just because I don't see it, don't mean it don't exist. Just because I don't see it, don't mean God ain't delivering it right now. You know, they got different delivery times. Like sometimes you can get something in the five to seven business days, sometimes you can get stuff overnight. But just because you ordered it and it don't show up the next day, don't mean that it ain't on its way. And so now I don't think that, you know, oh, it ain't show up, so now it ain't coming. No. I'm just continue my daily affairs, and I'm going to sit there expecting that package to arrive. That's the same way that we got to do with the promises of God. We have to be present in the now. Because if it ain't come today, you know what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to be expecting that thing to show up. If it don't come that day, you know what I'm going to be doing that next day? Expecting that thing to show up. I'm not going to start doubting that it ain't going to show up. I'm going to just keep expecting for it to show up. Because when do I want to see it? Now. And so I'm not going to wait and say maybe it'll come next week. No, the next day, I'm ready to see that thing. The next day I wake up, I'm ready for that thing to be fulfilled. So now, God, how do you want to handle this thing today? 
I'm ready to do whatever you want to do. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm functioning. And so now I'm not even thinking about the promise. I'm thinking about you. I'm so locked in on you and what you want to do. So where now when I'm doing what I want to do, the things just show up. But a lot of times we start focusing on the thing and we go after the thing and we leave him behind. We leave him out of the equation. You'll eat, you'll eat everything that he wants you to eat, but just don't do it without him. Do it with him. Who can prepare a better meal? You or God? You need to be washing your hands sometime when you cook. But God will make the best. He said, I'll prepare a table before you. On that table is all of his promises. But you can't get up from that table and go sit at somebody else's table. You got your own table. Trust in your table. Trust in the table that he got for you. Your table is being prepared. It's already prepared. 